This podcast episode is powered by Afropods, the world's number one podcasting platform for African stories. broken hallelujahs into melody lines of impact and i am your host lydia gargo today family i am absolutely pumped that it is my first year of podcasting and it is my 50th podcast that for me is a great achievement because when i started out i was very very nervous about doing the whole podcasting thing I had finished my broadcasting program at Lawrence Tech University in 2021 and just really felt that I wanted to put out there positive, inspiring, challenging and empowering information to help my listeners live their candid life today. So to get me started, I thought, what better place to start than with family? So when I went to England in 21, I took my mic and my computer and a script. So my first podcast was with my mother, still learning, Angelica Botchway. My second one was with my dad, Renee Botchway, through sickness and in health. And my third one was with my brother, Peter taking care of aging parents. So let's just lean in and listen to these first three podcasts, just little snippets of them. Enjoy. Today I am here with my mother, Angelica Ajoa Botre, amazing mother of five, retired nurse, community organizer, author, poet, and more. Hello, hello, Angelica. Hello, hello, Lydia. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> I'm feeling quite all right. You're feeling quite all right. You know, it's so strange to be calling you Angelica when you're really my mother. I'm surprised. <laughs> But there you go. There you go. Now, you had to start slowing down because you said you, you started forgetting things. Can you tell me a little bit about how you started noticing these changes? At times I'll be talking about something. Then when I deviate a bit, next time I can't continue. I don't know what's happening. And I forget things quite easily. I remember once I was looking for my glasses, not knowing I'm wearing them. The children and myself, we searched everywhere, couldn't find it. Then I felt like my face was itching. So as I lifted up my hand. (laughs) (laughs) There they were, (laughs) the missing glasses. I thought, oh, that's not good enough. My mom, as she had mentioned in the last segment, was diagnosed with dementia, but that hasn't stopped her from continuing to pursue learning. And so 
in the midst of everything that's going on in the season for you, what are some of the things that you've been doing to help you to continue to learn? Fortunately, the government has arranged it that those who are having dementia should be treated kindly, given right information. So at times we travel to various places like parks, some nursing homes, we go to, for walks in the garden, and people tell us stories just to see if we still understand what the other people are talking about. And it's quite interesting. We have music and dances. What, what would you like to say to anybody who really needs to be encouraged to be a long life learner like you? Learning is difficult. It needs humility. If you don't know something, be brave to ask and it will be explained to you. But if you want to show off, you might even fall in a ditch and not know where you are heading to. At times I ask some people questions and whilst I've still got the answer in my head, so I'm testing them. They always think they can test me, but I can also test them. <laughs> <laughs> and in health. For those who are married, you know those vows in sickness and in health. A lot of the time we say them at the altar. I don't think we think too deeply about them. But when you are going through a very challenging season in your life, you realize that the words truly get tested. Even in that season of testing, you know, God has been faithful. So tell us a little bit about how you met mom and, you know, what led on to the romance? Now, meeting your mom was a miracle mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it was unknown to me. I went to see a friend's girlfriend. And she told me, oh, my girlfriend returned from Britain. Mm -hmm. She went to Manchester to do a course. She has completed, so she was back. And I said, okay, let's go and see her. Let's go. Oh, yes, I'll take you to go and visit her. So we went. I went, we knocked at the door, and she opened it. She came out. I said, Your name? Angelica. You'll be my wife. <laughs> then she asked me, Who is this type of gentleman who met a woman for the first time? He does not even know her name. I decided to marry her. I said, you'll be my wife. That was the beginning and the end of the story. <laughs> you are the primary carer of Dada right now. You did say to me that the two most important things for you is making sure that she has her medication and that she's well taken care of in that respect. And also having the, uh, the Bible the services that you diligently prepare mm -hmm. every single day and I've been part of them and I've been blessed and I've definitely seen that just having the daily word in her life and in her mind 
has made such a difference to her continued recovery. I mean, I've seen people who have experienced dementia and some of them are nowhere near in terms of clarity of mind nope. as that that is. And I believe that having the word in her life has made such a difference. Mm. But that set aside for a minute. How have you been coping? What are you doing to help yourself refresh or reset? Because you're constantly on the go all the time to try and meet the other's needs. What are you doing for yourself so that you don't get burnt out? For myself, my faith is what is keeping me moving. Every second before I move out, I pray for strength. And when I return safely home, I give thanks to the Lord for granting me safe travel and helping me to get what I wanted. One example I gave to nearly million people was the two of us got appointment on the same day and the time difference was about 10 minutes. But from point A to point B, it is quite a distance. After we went to her surgery for treatment, she was the first to be treated and we came back to stand by the roadside waiting for a taxi. One was coming, one arrived, I stopped it. We went in and took us to where we are to go. When we came out, I asked the driver, how much are you paying? He said, you go. You go. We went, we arrived about five minutes earlier, and so we got treatment. Not telling us that we are five minutes late, so rebook and that will send you for about another one week or two before coming back. That very day, I told my wife, God has heard our prayers in the evening before we came out and we have seen his hand in action. Today I am in Manchester, United Kingdom with my younger brother Peter Botchery who lives in Kenilworth, Warwickshire in the United Kingdom. He is a husband, a father, an engineer and the primary support for our aging parents, our mom Angelica who is 83 and our dad Renee who is 90. What have you been doing though to take care of yourself? You know, when COVID struck, the whole world, well, my world slowed down anyway. So that gave me more time mm -hmm. to assess and identify what was value added. Mm -hmm. And in that, you know, I was also going through my own mental issue. So COVID slowing everything down was great because then, uh, you know, the ability to refocus on my family, on, you know, my parents, uh, re-engaging with my friends as well, helped to rebuild me. You know, and also develop other skill sets which you know had been hidden away because you know a certain amount of keeping in control of my life was around really revolving around work mm -hmm. which is what had driven me to having a mental breakdown so you know 
trying to put work on the back burner and focus on what was actually important was a very big thing. So you know, there's an element of working in a neutral space when it comes to emotion in order to try and just address things, to try and make things more bearable and livable for my parents, you know. Uh, and again, you know, trying to do things that are fun, that keep me entertained. And, you know, at this point in time, it's investing in stocks because there's a lot of reading and research, which is fun and challenging. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that. One of the things that I noticed when um, you, you, you came down this weekend to see us, and uh, I appreciate you for doing that, but you made breakfast for um, the parents first thing in the morning, mm. and then you went off to do your uh, into your meetings, you know, and then when you have a moment, you come down and you make lunch for them. And so, again, just investing. It's not about how much time you spent, really. It's about the quality of time mm -hmm. that you spent. What does it mean for you to live the candid life? What does it mean for you to live authentically in this season as an individual now? Peace of mind. That's the biggest element. You know, it's... Uh, yeah, do what you need to and have a peace of mind. You know, the phrase uh, currently coining is literally do what you need to so you can do what you want to. Do what you need to so you can do what you want to. Everybody needs that time to decompress, to just relax. Otherwise, you can't keep running at the same level. You know, cars run out of fuel at some point in time. So do individuals. And one's mental health. You know, if I were to, you know, mental health or physical well-being, if something happened to me, then I cannot support my parents and my family. So it's it's one of those pieces that I need to really keep my check on and make sure that I am getting that time to decompress. So there you have it. Those were the first three podcasts I did. Family. And so when I came back to the States, I got them edited, but I got stuck again. Oh, this whole perfectionist thing. How do I get it loaded up? So I got a friend to just mentor me for a short period to check in on the work, make sure I was good. Then I knew I had to just run with the vision and charge forward then reached out to Afropods because I wanted them to be my first platform upon which I loaded up my podcast. And they were phenomenal. The tech department there helped me to get things set up and loaded up onto Afropods. And so November the 12th, 21, my first podcast went out on Afropods and then they distributed it to Amazon, Spotify, and others. And so I was off and running. And once that was done, it was easy. Just connecting with guests, people like you and me who have a story to share. Because my purpose with this podcast is to inspire, to challenge, to empower people to live different so that they can impact their generation and the generation to come. I want people to understand that because each and every one of us has a story, my prayer is that one of those fragments, one of those pieces of information that you have shared will be grasped 
by somebody who's listening or somebody who's viewing that podcast. And that will become the turning point in your life's journey for good. And so with that, I would like to share a song that I wrote a couple of years ago called I Want to Know You More. And that is my prayer that as I continue to podcast, that as God brings people into my life and I'm able to share their stories with you, my listeners, my viewers, that God will touch you, but that I will get to know you more as well. And you will get to know others more as you share your story with them. God bless you. Spread your
my heart's desire. I want to know you more. I want to know the Lord more, but I want to know you more, my Candid Life family. You know, podcasting definitely has been an exciting journey for me, but it's also been challenging. Just, you know, getting the tech stuff correct, having these guests come on whom I can interview and sharing their story and editing the information. It all takes time. It takes effort. It takes money. But I love, love, love the fact that these stories are going out on a global scale. And there was a season there where I was not consistent. And this one day I decided to look at the stats and I was just pleasantly surprised. But also humbled that I have people listening from the Americas, from Africa, from Asia. And I thought, Lydia, even if it's just the one person who listens to your podcast and has a turning point in their life because of a fragment, because of a broken hallelujah that has become a melody line of impact and is turning your life for good, then the time that you spend is not wasted. It's an investment in your future and in the future of your audience. And so I press on, I push through, I persevere. But I realize that I would love to give you all an opportunity to continue to sow in this ministry so that I can continue to do the work I'm doing and spread the message out. And so I want to encourage you to give to the Candid Life podcast. There's a link that you can click on to give through PayPal to support the ministry of the Candid Life. And it could be a small amount as much as the cost of a Starbucks coffee or drink to a hundred or even a thousand dollars if you feel that you want to encourage me in the work that I'm doing right now. This is a work of love. This is a work of commitment. This is something that I believe God wants me to continue to do. So with that, I'm going to close out the show and just say thank you, thank you, thank you again for just standing with me as I continue to do this podcast. And please connect with me on livethecandidlife at gmail.com. That livethecandidlife at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram at Lydia Gago. On TikTok, The Candid Life to get a word of encouragement. And just remember that every single one of you has a story. And that story matters because you matter. So live the candid life 24-7. I look forward to the next 50 podcasts. God bless you.
inaendeshwa na Afripods.